0: This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Michigan discussing The Grinder Cannibal.
1: Then, we'll talk about a teenager who vanished under mysterious circumstances. So buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the Great Lakes State.
0: 13 million. That's how many active, monthly users there are worldwide on the LGBTQ dating platform, Grindr. The average person spends nearly an hour a day scrolling through potential partners. Most users are between 17 and 34 years old. 72% of all those users have met up with someone they've met online in person. Grindr, like most online dating sites, is for those singles looking for a date, a partner, a confidence boost with just a swipe of the screen, Or a hookup if that's what you're down for. No shame. We're all grown-ups here. It can be just as serious as you want it to be or don't want it to be. Some people find their soulmates online. The one they end up marrying and living happily ever after with. Other people find a wolf in sheep's clothing. A nightmare. The one who will end their life. Mark Latunsky attended Central Michigan University from 1987 to 1991, then transferred to Iowa State where he graduated with his master's in chemistry in 1995. So he was smart. Mm -hmm. He's definitely a science guy. In 2001, Mark married his girlfriend, Emily, and they bought a house together and eventually had four kids. Mark worked on the invention of environmentally safe ink. So he's really smart. (laughs) That sounds smart. (laughs) So they're living the American dream. Everything's perfect until 2010 when Mark was diagnosed with bouts of severe chronic depression with psychotic features. This included anxiety, adjustment disorders, paranoid schizophrenia, and borderline personality disorder.
1: Man, that's a lot to deal with.
0: And to afford to manifest so late mm-hmm. in life is... Yeah, how old was he at this point?
1: Not early 20s. No. Yeah. He had
0: already graduated from college and yeah. was, had a career, so I would say in his 30s. Yeah. i probably get to that later on in my story. <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so he was prescribed medicine, which helped him when he took it. But he, right, yeah. but he rarely did. When he wasn't medicated, he would watch torture films <gasps> and horror movies. Sidebar: There's nothing wrong with watching horror films. I love them, and if torture is what freaks you out most,
2: me, I Lacey.
0: <laughs> but it doesn't mean you're going to act on it. So yeah. we're not, sig- you know, singling yeah. out anybody that is. This is their jam. If
1: you're mentally ill and watch Hostel, I don't think you're going to go torture people, right? Like that's yeah. That's no. what I was
0: going to say. Like I've seen Hostel; it freaks me out. Saw terrifying where they're playing out torture scenes. Ugh, yeah. Doesn't mean you're going to act on it. Mm-hmm. He liked watching these. He talked to himself. He would stay out, and at one point, he claimed his son wasn't his and threatened to get rid of all the children's animals, which is awful. So in 2013. Emily divorces Mark. He barely sees his kids. He once claimed to DHS that Emily and her brother were trying to poison a drinking well behind his house and kill him. He kept them from leaving the house once. He once pretended to be unconscious at his father's house. He said his name was William Dean and that he had murdered Mark. So he's like having a psychotic break yeah. almost. It sounds Sad. like yeah. I'm not a doctor by all means, but so after the divorce is final, things get much worse for Mark. In twenty nineteen, all of his parental rights were terminated. He was fired from his job because he wasn't taking his medication and it was affecting his day to day life. Like he couldn't mm-hmm. function on a healthy He needed le- the meds. Yes. But yeah. yes. So in twenty sixteen Mark marries a guy named Jamie Arnold that he had met on Grindr. So he switched teams. Oh, it just took me a second. Yeah, he switched teams. Or maybe he'd always been by. Yeah. So Jamie moved into the family home that he had shared with Emily and the kids, but he moved out in September of the same year. He said that Mark would bring other men home in hopes of a – thruple or a threesome mm-hmm. taking place but he wasn't about that life and he was out hmm. he would later say that he never saw mark take medication and was not aware of any mental illness what so either mark was really good at disguising this from him or that's a lot to disguise or he was I mean, he lost his job and children and wife. children
1: through dhs and all that It's,
0: yeah. Mark also made some bizarre statements to him about his family not really being his family and his kids not belonging to him. So, and there was something else about him being a Viking from, like, Scandinavia or somewhere. It just got very bizarre. I'm like, sir, this is Mark? Mark is telling his husband Uh jamie all this and jamie's like there's something going on sir that is the mental illness coming out for you to say i never saw him act weird he's literally telling you nonsensical facts yeah so in october of 2019 mark meets a guy at a bus stop this man was from new york and was on a business trip they begin flirting when the guy goes and gets into mark's car to go grab a drink That's the last thing the man remembers. He wakes up in Mark's basement, tied with a leather strap around his ankle, which was attached to a chain. He was able to get free and grabbed a butcher knife and ran out. He had a cell phone. He calls 911 and reports that he has been kidnapped and he needs the police. So this man is on this 911 call and is telling the 911 operator, I just want to go home. Please just send somebody to get me. I don't want to press charges. I don't want this in the court systems. I just want to go home. He did something with the court system. Like that was his job. Uh, so which maybe sucks. is why yeah. he didn't want it to kind of he wanted her, did, yeah, yeah all of his business out. That's what he had flown to Detroit for. And I listened to this 911 call, you can, on YouTube, and it is horrifying. Mm-hmm. This poor man is so polite to this 911 operator, but he's terrified. Right. But he's just, oh, God. he's very respectful. He's very, pleased to send somebody. And when she'd ask him a question, he'd say, yes, ma'am, and he would answer her. He just kept repeating, I don't want to press charges. Just get... Get the police. He says the relationship between the two men was consensual. There was nothing the police could do them once they got there. There was no investigation, no arrest, no charges, nothing. And then later on, there are reports that this same man was later seen at Mark's house multiple times. Hmm. Sometimes just for a night. Other times for a few days. So in November of the same year, another man wakes up in Mark's basement. He too escapes, calls 911. I listen to this call too, and the man is telling them, I'm trying to escape a creepy guy who had me chained in his basement. This man is lost. He doesn't know where he is. He's telling the police he's he's after me. And you can hear him, this man, running and saying, help me, help me. I mean, it's scary.
1: Well, where's Jamie in all of this?
0: He's divorced and moved out.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, he
0: moved out in September. So the first man that called 911 is in October. Got it. This dude is in November. So it's literally months after Jamie's like, fuck this dude, I'm out. So they tell him the police are on their way and to get somewhere safe. He runs up to a house and finds someone, but they won't give him their address. He's asking them, what's your address? I need to tell them so the police can get here. He tells them, I'm at a white house across from a barn, which is instructions and directions that I would give. I don't know. I'm at a blue house. Yeah. Because he's lost. He doesn't fucking know. So this non-woman call gives me so much anxiety because – He's told you 92 times. He doesn't know where he is. Why do you keep asking him? Sir, we need your address.
1: Like, can't you see it on my phone? Can you not track
0: me? I mean, can you not? So, which I get it. I'm not blaming the 911 operators. So.
1: Run to a street sign.
0: But also, what would you do? If you were home alone, you just had this happen last week. Oh, God. When somebody, that man came to your house and it was 10 o'clock at Mm -hmm. night and he's. Like, what would you do? Would you open the door and help them? No. If they're on the phone screaming, I need your address. I mean. I would call police. Right. But it just, it makes you go, fuck, what would I do? So you, in one way, you're kind of aggravated at this dude for not helping him. But in the other hand, you're like.
1: I'd wake Sam up, one. Then I would call police and say, there's this guy out here. He's saying he's on the phone with police. Is that true? Yeah. I don't know. Just call police.
0: So, I would like to think I would help him, but I don't want to get Texas chainsaw massacred either. So he finally gets the address. State troopers pull up, call ins. Neighbors later come forward and say they saw a man running with a bloody rag on his mouth and a leather kilt. Mm. Mark was chasing this man the whole time. So he was after him. He ran up when the police arrived, telling the police, I just want my kilt that he's wearing back. That's what? why I was chasing him. Yes. And once again, this man does not press charges. Oh, oh man. He leaves with Mark. No. And no. goes back to his house. Why? I I don't know. So in so in December. Okay, so this is October 1st, dude, second man, November. This is December. Mark meets a guy named Kevin on Grindr. I've mentioned Grindr in the thing, the opening. It's the dating website. So he meets him on there. If you don't know what it is, it's a you know it's an app based on location towards it's like Tinder. Yeah, it's like Tinder for, but it's for homosexual or transgender or bisexual, the queer community. Very common. I know several people on this app. Some that probably shouldn't be. So I'm not going to mention uh, any main truth. <laughs> so, Kevin was living in Schwartz Creek, Michigan, and he worked as a hairdresser. He was obsessed with Jeffree Star, wanted to be just like him, had several Jeffree Star tattoos. He was attending college, and he was like the best friend anybody could have. So, he and Mark agreed to meet on Christmas Eve. Hmm. he told his roommate michelle all about this being their first date so he leaves the house heads to meet mark he does not show up for christmas breakfast and no one can reach him on his cell phone oh no his friends and family report him missing and they find his car in a dollar general parking lot with all of his belonging inside including a cell phone when they search it the cell phone, they find the Grinder app and find Mark's name and address, which is the last person he talks to. So they go to his house. They have a search warrant. and um, They enter the home and find Kevin's body in the basement in a secret room that Mark had built. His body was hanging upside down from the rafters. Mark would go on to confess that he stabbed Kevin in the back, then slit his throat before hanging him by his feet from the ceiling. Mark cut off Kevin's testicles and ate them.
2: Oh, oh man.
0: A girl shared Kevin's story with Jeffree Star and he shared it to his Twitter account. He also donated $20,000 to the GoFundMe account started by Kevin's sister, To help cover funeral and other expenses. Wow. Kevin Bacon, the actor, was also made aware of this story and donated money. So this guy's name was Kevin Bacon. I didn't want to take away from the story by saying his name was literally Kevin Bacon. but
1: Yeah, I've heard about this case before once. I think it was on True Crime Daily. It's been a long time, but I mistakenly... Got the names mixed up, so I didn't recognize Mark as the killer yeah. this whole
0: time. Mark's the killer. Oh, my God. Kevin's gosh. the guy he met on Grinder. So Mark is arrested and had an evaluation to see if he was even competent to stand trial, which he wasn't. He had received treatment before. He had to receive treatment before he could stand trial, which included counseling, medication, and them to assess him. Mm-hmm. When he goes before the judge, he claimed he was someone altogether. He said that Mark was his nephew. That wasn't who he was. So, again, he's – it's almost like he's got multiple personalities. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he does. Don't take it and run with that, listeners, but yeah, it seems – anyways. So, during the trial, Michigan police tell the court what they saw when they arrived at Mark's house that day. There was a secret room. Kevin's body was mutilated. The room was full of chains and sex toys. Kevin was hanging by his feet with an opening underneath him, like on the floor. The police went on to say that Mark told them Kevin was suicidal and he wanted Mark to help him disappear. He said the topic came up as they were lying in bed together talking about life. So he stabs Kevin, but when he notices he wasn't dead, he slits his throat. Mark sees the moon. It was a new moon, which mean, you know, means stuff to some people. He says he usually eats Rocky Mountain oysters during the new moon, but instead of eating the one in the freezer, he just ate Kevin's. Oh my gosh. Mark takes pictures of all of this, and it was put into evidence.
2: Oh, God.
0: The skillet that he cooked them in was taken in and sent to forensics. It had Kevin's DNA inside. Mark's DNA was found on the handle. A knife found at the scene had Kevin's DNA on the blade and Mark's on the handle. Mark's defense attorney said that Mark was just helping Kevin carry out a suicide.
1: Stop. No. Mm Mm-mm.
0: But the grander messages between the two, Kevin is just, he keeps on reiterating, he just wants to make sure he's safe after Whoa. they hook up. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like they were both into some kinky stuff, which good for them. But Kevin didn't want to be killed. Like that wasn't no. part of a kink. So Mark stood by his plea of not guilty. But during the trial, prosecutors said Mark was planning to buy a dehydrator and make jerky out of Kevin's muscles. He went on to say he never intentionally wanted to kill Kevin. Wait, what do you think was going to happen? Ugh. What do you think? If you cut someone's throat, they're going to die. Yeah. mm So Mark is found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Kevin's parents and sister made impact statements. Wow! But they didn't read them. They had friends read them.
1: How? Co- I mean, sometimes I don't know how people can read them. No. Oh my gosh, that's a, mm. Jamie. And on Christmas Eve, I mean, it's always going to be the so it, bad. But right. like, man.
0: So Jamie Mark's ex-husband would go on to say he never in a million years would have thought he was capable of these things that he's accused of. So. That's the case of the grinder cannibal. I, going back to the impact statement, I, there's no way that I could be there. Here I go getting choked up and look at the person who not only murdered my child, but desecrated his body. I mean, it's awful. I would just be... It's screaming
1: awful. at them. Pro- I don't I mean, I, I don't many, even know Like many, you'd have to arrest yes. me.
0: I was going to say, how many courtroom videos have you seen where people lunge? at the And accused? I can't blame
1: them. I, I can't blame I them. I can't either. Mm-hmm.
0: And I had to look this up because I wasn't sure why he wasn't charged with cannibalism along with first degree. But there are no laws in the United States against cannibalism. There are laws what? that make it impossible for you to legally buy and consume human meat. Ugh. But say I killed myself, and I told you, you can eat me after I die. You can be t- charged with desecration of a corpse, but not with, quote-unquote, cannibalism.
2: Okay. Ugh.
0: Right? Do you remember that case? I think it was in Germany. And one of us may have covered it on Wacky. Maybe not. Maybe I, I know it. what you're
1: talking about. It was Where, like on you know, Craigslist or something. Yes, he
0: met someone on a cannibal fetish yeah. website and consents to being killed and eaten. And the guy killed him, butchered him, froze his body to eat later. Ugh. And it was months before he was arrested. But he wasn't charged with cannibalism. He was charged with manslaughter. Oh, my gosh. So.
1: Well, what's weird is they didn't go. They didn't. He didn't do a plea of insanity to me. Like, what's why? I guess yeah. he was. Well, he was. He was fit yeah. to stand trial. Well, obviously. they went
0: through all the. They went through. He had to go through mm-hmm. the whole mess of stuff before he could. So even, he did. Do, he yes. did do a lot of
1: testing. He and had stuff, to do all but, the yeah. testing and
0: be on medication, all that, to before he could even be. See if he could stand trial.
1: I guess that's. Yeah, I mean. It seems like he had a lot going on, but technically, you can still have mental illness and know at the time what you're doing sure. is bad and wrong, and you shouldn't do it, and you're still technically culpable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because like some people truly don't know what they're doing.
0: Right. But or that's more
1: rare. I mean, usually- Or they're
0: schizophrenic, or they're having some kind of psychotic break, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Or they think that they're- actually doing this it, it's going to be a positive yeah. thing
1: way more people know what they're doing which is ugh.
0: i know it's awful it's it's terrible i know all that we always say that but
2: man
1: that one really is Ugh. well let's take a break Switching gears from that, let me tell you about my case. And obviously, I'm just getting over a cold because my throat sounds terrible. But you sound... I'm sorry.
0: Like you're about to sing Total Eclipse of the Heart.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh,
0: you sound sexy.
1: Oh, good. I've never been told I sounded sexy. <laughs> well, clearly
0: you're doing something right because you're with child. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: So... Andrea Michelle Bowman was born on June 23rd, 1974 in New Orleans, but she was actually born with the name Alexis Miranda Badger, but she was placed up for adoption at nine months old. She was adopted at 21 months old by the Bowman family in Hamilton, Michigan.
0: How do you have a baby for nine months and then decide this just isn't for me? I'm not knocking anyone who does that. I think adoption's a wonderful thing.
1: Yeah, that would be hard. It would be
0: hard, I would think.
1: I didn't look into the specifics of why, why
0: she placed her. Well, that's for what adoption. was my question because my case that I covered was at last last week. It was the same thing. the The mother put the baby up for adoption when she was about eight or nine months old mm-hmm. because of the abuse in the home.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be something like that. It could be financial. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. but that would be hard. I mean, it would be hard doing it right away too. But yeah, when you have when you had be it, easy. correct? Yeah, yeah. She was in foster care between nine months and twenty one months. So she was raised by her adoptive father Dennis Bowman and mother Brenda. In late 1988, Andrea raised some concerns at her high school when she expressed fearfulness of going home from school. No. I know. It sucks. It's like it's already awful. She's been adopted and your adoptive parents aren't great. I know. So the school took this seriously, which is great for the the late 80s, and they contacted the police who ended up interviewing Andrea. She revealed to them that her father, Dennis, was molesting her. And I don't know how things are handled like this today, but a social worker went to her home and confronted Dennis and Brenda about the molesting.
0: I wouldn't think that that's how it's handled. I would I, mean, I would think the police would be like, listen here, Jacko, that's come with us. That's dangerous,
1: right? And they, of course, denied the allegations. Well, Sure. They explained that since she was adopted, she just found out she was adopted allegedly. And since then, she'd been more rebellious than usual. So at that point, they kind of sided with the parents. But I'm like, of course they're going to deny that. Anyone would, even if it's not true. I mean, you're always going to deny it. Sure. But like, just, I don't know. I feel like that puts the kid in danger. I don't know how it's handled. I'm not a social worker, but that just seems so like that girl's going to sleep that night in that house
0: and it, you know when you they just, leave yes
1: Ugh. well after this the bowmans moved to a mobile home in a more rural area of allegan county so of course you know
0: now they're father, isolating yeah, her
1: on march 11th 1989 she disappeared from her home dennis was the one who contacted police and said she had stolen 100 dollars from his dresser, and had taken some of his belongings. Dennis explained that she was a troubled teen and often fought with Brenda and had run away to a friend's house in the past. This time, she was classified as an endangered runaway. Then, almost as quickly as they moved here, the Bowman family moved out. So they moved again, which is an odd thing to do if your child goes missing. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, people can move on in their own ways or grieve, but moving out of that house like almost immediately, you want to be where your child is going to come home? I don't know. And this is the age without cell phones. How would she know you moved? Mm -hmm. To me, that's just red flag city. Doesn't add up. After Andrea's disappearance, Dennis said he would call around to her friends to see if anyone had seen her. Then, Brenda took over as the family's point of contact. Brenda made several calls to police claiming that people had sighted her. But this was never corroborated by anyone other than Brenda. She would basically say, so-and-so called me and said they saw her again today or whatever. And then she would call police. And then, in October, Brenda said a friend saw Andrea pregnant with dyed hair at a local grocery store. The police looked into it and found nothing. No proof that the friend actually saw her. And Brenda also told police, Hey, by the way, she stole $150, not $100. Oh,
0: what? that's irrelevant.
1: It seems irrelevant. And I don't know if she knows this or not, or knew this or not, but this is enough for police to issue a warrant for Andrea's arrest for larceny. So $100 was not enough, but $150, you are in trouble. Fifteen months before Andrea's disappearance, Brenda gave birth to a daughter named Vanessa. So, during all of this, there's basically a baby, toddler in the mix.
2: Mm-mm.
1: So, Andrea was no longer an only child. In fact, she was more like a third parent to Vanessa. On the weekends, instead of hanging out with her friends, she had to stay home and change diapers and clean bottles. Some people just assumed she was sick of being a nanny and then up and left. Years passed but Andrea remained forever 14. With no other leads, the police decided to look into Dennis Bowman. They had no evidence at all that he was involved in foul play, but they found something very suspicious in his criminal record. In 1980, a woman had claimed he'd tried to lure her into a wooded area in western Michigan. Then he assaulted her. Dennis had threatened to, quote, blow a hole right through her if she didn't listen to his commands.
0: Oh, my God. He pleaded guilty
1: to the assault with intent to commit criminal sexual conduct and worked a deal with the prosecutors. The case spanned over two years. When Andrea had gone missing, he had still been on parole for the attack. That's a pretty big red flag for police. I know I keep seeing red, saying red flag. No, but, like, but Yeah. Yeah, look into this guy. Brenda stood by Dennis then, just like she did when Andrea went missing. And again in 1998. So, almost 10 years after Andrea went missing, Dennis was arrested for breaking and entering. After he broke into his co-worker's home in Ottawa County, he was attempting to steal various items, including women's lingerie. Gross. During his sentencing, Dennis Bowman read a letter to the judge, which made mention of Andrea. He said, I'm the father of two lovely daughters, one 25 and the other 11, and feel that being a parent is one of the most important and sobering things a person can undertake. He made no mention of her being missing or anything like that.
0: That would be the first thing you would think that you would... He just kind
1: of alluded to like, these are my two daughters. Just, I don't know. A year later, on July 21st, 1999, the body of a young teen girl was found in a Wisconsin cornfield. At least they thought it was a teen girl. At first, the police thought this was Andrea because they looked very similar. But DNA proved it was actually 23-year-old Peggy Johnson.
0: So it wasn't her.
1: Correct. It wasn't her. Just she looked similar but didn't have the same DNA. A couple of detectives were still suspicious of Dennis, and they thought that he was a serial predator. And they were not wrong. In November 2019, 70-year-old Dennis Bowman was arrested in the murder of Kathleen Doyle. She had been murdered on September 11, 1980, in Norfolk, Virginia. 25-year-old Kathleen Doyle had been the daughter of a naval officer and recently married a Navy pilot. She was murdered in her own home while her husband was deployed.
0: Oh, my God.
1: She had been stabbed in her home and then choked with a cord. Based on forensic evidence, Dennis was linked to the murder, and he was a member of the United States Navy Reserves at this time, which is why he was in Virginia. Unfortunately, Kathleen's father died in 2016, just a few years before Dennis Bowman was arrested and he spent the rest of his life wondering what happened. So when Dennis was arrested at his home in November 2019, the authorities deployed a state police bomb squad robot, which sounds heavy duty, No kidding. as well as Western Michigan University's Forensic Anthropology Response Unit, and they started digging up the property. Dennis Bowman was extradited to Virginia in February 2020 For the Kathleen Doyle murder. And while he was still behind bars waiting for Kathleen's murder trial, he confessed to police that he had murdered his adopted daughter, Andrea. He had confessed to her murder, hoping that the confession would keep him from being imprisoned in Virginia.
0: Oh, Jesus. Yeah,
1: so it was like, please, I'll confess (sighs) to this. Dennis Bowman would be sent back to Virginia to face the charges and then sent back to Michigan to stand trial in Andrea Bowman's murder. A few days after he confessed, the authorities received a tip about the location of her remains. They found her skeleton buried under a cement slab. Her remains had been found at 3200 block of 136th Avenue in Monterey Township in Dennis's backyard. The investigators stated that it could take a couple of weeks before they could possibly identify the remains because it was just a skeleton. And finally, they were able to prove it was her. And this is so awful. But when Brenda testified about Dennis's confession, Brenda just went on and on about what a bad kid Andrea was.
0: So what? It doesn't mean she deserves to be murdered.
1: I know, she just could not stop defending her husband. She called her difficult, rebellious, said she always had trouble finishing her homework.
0: That's every 14-year-old. That's that's every kid.
1: (sighs) Just awful. She stated that when Andrea had come forward with the molestation allegations against Dennis, Brenda didn't believe her. The day she went missing, Brenda was at work and Dennis was allegedly visiting family. And she just believed him. Brenda claimed she only discovered the truth about her murder in 2019 when Dennis was arrested for Kathleen's murder, and he told her. Oh my god. Yeah. Dennis told Brenda he'd gotten into an argument with Andrea and that he'd slapped her.
0: That doesn't kill you.
1: No. Then she fell down the stairs, which Mm -mm. resulted in her death. Mm -mm. Then he said, I buried her in the backyard. Yeah. not. not, Oh my god. I know, just heartless. And even (sighs) after this, Brenda maintained contact with her husband. No. That's your child too. What is wrong with you? Dennis told Brenda that as soon as they moved from the mobile home, he had also moved Andrea's body. He had dismembered her and put her body in multiple plastic bags, and he buried the bags with regular household garbage and put all of that in a large cylinder-like container, like one of those big burn...
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. like a burn barrel type thing.
1: When the police dug this up, the container itself had disintegrated. Earlier that day, Dennis confessed to police that he'd thrown out her body in the neighbor's trash, so he lied. He also said the day he murdered her, she had packed a bag to leave home, and she allegedly said that she would tell everyone what he had done to her. So likely if she was threatening he didn't he wanted to keep her quiet. Her okay. cause of death is unspecified.
2: Oh god. Because it's just skeletal I was remains. Ask you,
1: but yeah. yeah. But Dennis admitted to using a machete and knife to cut up her body.
0: How could you just chop your child up that you've had since they were a baby yeah like it was nothing just
1: 21 months old you've raised her for 14 years like mm -mm. and 14 is so young yeah it is it's a very young on may 15th 2020 dennis bowman was charged with andrea bowman's murder dennis pleaded guilty to the murder of kathleen doyle and was sentenced to two life sentences On December 22nd, 2021, Dennis pleaded no contest to second-degree murder for killing Andrea. He was given an extra 35 to 50 years for his prison sentence. So, I mean, he's old. He's going to die in prison, but he wasn't brought to justice until he was in his freaking 70s. He could have been responsible for a lot more murders, Mm -hmm. too. I mean, these are from the 80s. Just saying. And my sources were from Medium, Oxygen, and Atavist Magazine. Just Ugh. terrible. These were brutal
0: pieces. This was this was a lot. Yeah. Okay, we have to talk about this nursing student. Oh, I knew you were going to mention it.
1: I don't know enough about it, so I'm like,
0: well, lucky you. Give I me have the low all down. the lowdown. Give me
1: the lowdown.
0: Which I just, I mean, there was literally things rolling in today as I was kind of doing a little bit of research on my lunch break. It
1: started out as such a
0: creepy little story and then it escalated into And I knew, I knew, I know that sounds awful, but I knew shit was not adding up immediately. So if you don't know what we're talking about, um, a 911 call was made by a nursing student in Alabama named Carly Russell. And she reported a male toddler wearing a diaper She says she's on her way home from her job at Woodhouse Day Spa in Summit, and she'd stopped to get food. She was about 10 minutes from her house. This is the only report of the toddler that was made to 911. Carly then stops to check on the child and calls her family member. Family tells investigators that they lost contact with her, but the phone line remained open. So I'm going to stop you right there. 911 doesn't hang up with you. Right. They will stay on that that. line Mm -hmm. until you hang up. You hang up when police are there. Are -hmm. the police there? At least, almost, I would say, 99% of the 911 calls that I've listened to and doing this, we have listened to a lot. Mm -hmm. Or even watching TV shows like On ID, Dateline, that have the 911 recordings, they stay on the phone with you, they do not hang up. And if you hang up, they call you right back. Mm -hmm. So at 1044 Saturday night, police say they received a call that Russell had returned home on foot. She walked home. She walked home. They said she had a small cut on her lip, a tear in her shirt, and $100 and some change in her pocket, or not her pocket, in her sock. Like, cash in her sock. Police responded to the scene to investigate, and the Hoover Fire and Medics responded and assessed and transported her to the hospital for eval. Carly's mother posted on Facebook on Sunday, saying that God is faithful and he has answered our prayers. The family is asking for privacy at this time and plans to speak in the near future, according to their Facebook post. Police did obtain traffic camera footage, and it's being analyzed. They also are going off the 911 call, kind of trying to determine a time frame. Yeah. So all of this is now, you can see this video from the, like, the highway patrol. So you can see this video of her car. And you see it pulling over with its flashers on way ahead of where the child is reportedly walking. And, which is too far away. This is all my opinion. This is all my opinion. Let me say this. Sure.
1: I haven't seen it, so.
0: So, way far from where you you could tell, A, there was someone walking in the dark. Right. B, that... It is a male child. If they're only in a diaper, how can you determine the sex of the child?
1: Maybe it was just a know. guesstimate,
0: but why would you not? was holding
1: a sign that said, I'm a boy. I'm a, I'm a boy, yes. No, I and a know. stick and a
0: bandana because he's yeah, running away from know. home. So she then gets out of the car and walks around to the passenger side and then just disappears. Then you, she doesn't come back. That's when she friend.
1: walks home.
0: No, this is the day that she reported the 911 call.
1: Oh. Yes,
0: this is the call. She's calling. Flashers on, she's turn she's getting off the side of the interstate, goes a little mm-hmm. ways, and then stops and gets out of the car and turn like then walks around to the side of like the passenger side of the car. Got it. There's no toddler in the film. Mm-hmm. Like you can't see anyone walking, which you couldn't because it's way too far away. You can't even see really what type of car she's driving. Um also the phone line is open, so she hangs up with 911 and calls. Someone in her family. They, the phone line's open. She's not on it anymore. They think that maybe this is when she got taken, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But there's no scream. You don't hear anything on that phone. Any, and I'm not saying that you would necessarily, but you would think there would be a muffle, a rustle, a, something that you would hear, a scuffle something yeah maybe you wouldn't but i'm just speculating does she
1: not return to her car no
0: that's when she just walks off they did find her car and the police show up literally within minutes
1: so it was where she left it car's there
0: her stuff's in the car her wig i mean like her phone her airpods her purse everything's in the car hmm so this tells me a someone else is involved if she was not, and I'm not saying she was or wasn't, but if she wasn't kidnapped, like she's alleging, someone else is involved. Because somebody had to pick her up. How
1: far would it have been to walk?
0: To her house? Mm-hmm. Um When she called 911, she said she's about 10 minutes from her house. So, 10 minutes for you would be where? Like North Little Rock?
1: I guess if you're talking about walking, though.
0: She was talking about she's in her car. Oh,
1: driving. Yeah, yeah. driving
0: would be North Little Rock. Like North so Little Rock. it would
1: take me about twenty twenty five minutes, depending on. Wh- well, I guess
0: depending on. Are where. you saying to walk? Yeah, bitch, you're not walking to North Little Rock. In tw- I'm gonna time you. Go. I'm thinking <laughs> of the condo. I'm not thinking of here. You're even right. there, even there, I wouldn't think you well, could get. I'm from- thinking
1: of like Dickie Stevens. It, it took us.
0: That's. I'm. I'm thinking about like forty five minutes. I'm thinking Target. An hour. I would think walking is a I'm, lot different I've than I've never
1: done it, and I never freaking will, Listen, so I don't want
0: to know. Either way, someone had to have picked her up and took her somewhere because she didn't come home for, like, 49 hours she was missing. Oh,
1: okay. I didn't know what the gap was. I thought it was, like, 40, she walked home no, immediately.
0: 49 hours she's missing. It wouldn't take
1: me that long to get to North Little Rock, by the way.
0: So there is reward money, $63. Thousand dollars was Man. raised by Crime Crime Stoppers. Wow! And they said they're holding on to it at this, you know, at this time instead of returning it to those who donated it. I don't necessarily agree with that. I feel like you should return it to them. But now the Birmingham Board of Realtors put up twenty five thousand, and an anonymous donor gave twenty thousand, and they've had their money returned. But and Crime Stoppers gave five thousand. But other donors, a total combined amount of $13,378 is still – Crime Stopper still has it. Yeah. And they're not returning it to those donors yet because the investigation is still ongoing to find out. That might be a
1: legality, too. It could be.
0: They're trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. A GoFundMe account was set up for her and was taken down on Monday, and all Mm. money was returned to people who donated. Wow. So, Carly tells the cops on Monday that a man came out of the woods and told her he was checking on the baby and then forced her over the fence and into a car. Next thing she knows, she's in a trailer of a truck with a man with orange hair and a woman, and she could hear a baby crying. She... Says they took her to a house, took photos of her without any clothes on, and she was able to escape and ran home through the woods. So, which tells me the house has to be close if this is what happened. Right. So, the police say they cannot verify any details of what she's saying. Um, They corroborated that she did go to Target. She told them that on 911 to get food. She got snacks at Target, found the receipt. They were not in the car. Uh, Secret Service and police um, searched her history on her phone and her work computer, and they've analyzed that, and she did Google exactly that face, Lacey. She Googled the movie Taken, the maximum age of Amber Alerts, if and who pays for Amber Alerts, how to take money from a cash register without getting caught, and one way ticket from Birmingham to Nashville. So, this does not look good. There I mean, is still an ongoing investigation into this.
1: Yeah, that's not good.
0: Every day it's, it's very something specific.
1: Because we look up, a, I'm saying, we look right. up a ton of stuff. It's very bad, but like,
0: well, you told me you looked up buttholes earlier. <laughs> I didn't know
1: it was going to show buttholes, to be clear, but I don't have specific things like-
0: Only buttholes. But <laughs> <laughs> Butthole-adjacent things.
1: <laughs> oh, God. No, like how to leave Little Rock and get somewhere without being caught or- And right. then I go missing. Like a crime And then you're like, thing. what the hell? Yeah. I don't know.
0: No, that is very- It's too
1: coincidental to, mm. for me. It could be-
0: something. That'd be like if, if somebody died and you're- Search history was, like, how to make poison out of blackberry yeah. bushes. I mean, come on. Very specific. Yeah. The
1: Amber yeah. Alert thing, was she wondering for a kid or her, for herself? Did she not realize it was
0: well, a child thing? I don't know. Since she
1: alleged maybe, yeah. that
0: she found a child walking, maybe that's why she looked that up. To see if they, I, I don't know, were speculating.
1: And if, why'd she go back home?
0: Well, because she got free and ran home. I don't know. I'm hoping this is going to sound awful. I'm really hoping she made this up in a way because that's horrifying if she actually went through that. And also, there's a child allegedly involved. Where's yeah. this kid?
1: Hopefully it's not, not real because that's right worse, obviously.
0: And also, I'm going to sprinkle this little ditty in there. We have talked about this so many times on here. We spoke about it. Whenever we went to the true crime fest, women of color, indigenous women, mm-hmm. children of color, indigenous children. Um, I hate this term, but you know, immigrants, illegal right. immigrants, mm-hmm. so underreported in yeah. the fucking media. Yeah, if she did this when this was nationwide news,
1: not. Great. This is not good. Hopefully it doesn't do – I mean, I know she, what if you're she saying. is lying, hopefully no damage is done in the future in terms of
0: – Is this another hoax? Is or this-
1: Birmingham.
0: Well, let's say it happens again. In Birmingham, Birmingham no one's going to believe you. It's Ugh, like the little yeah. boy that cried wolf. And it's just – it's not – I was talking to a girl that I work with, Asia, today about this and – because she listens and we talked about, you know, things like this before – and she actually brought it up to me and you know she she is a black woman and she was telling me about you know she brought it up to me as far as we get you know I'm paraphrasing we get the shaft so much mm-hmm. it's underreported it's not taken serious it doesn't make nationwide news because they're not Gabby Petito no mm-hmm. offense I'm not I'm just sure. first person yeah. that popped in my mind. They're not the Jean Bonnet Ramseys. Mm-hmm. They're you know what I mean? And it's true and it's fucking sad. So if this yeah. it, it's infuriating to me. Yeah.
1: It's not funny. It's, it's not, not funny. It's
0: not a game. If you wanted attention, get get a tattoo on your neck. I don't know what to I tell hope- you.
1: She's not trying to escape an abusive situation. I mean, that is true. Something could be going it on to where be. she's like,
0: "I." You are very right, But and I'm not. I don't know. We don't know. I'm, we don't know, and I want to be very clear and say I'm not victim blaming. No, because she don't is know. a victim. We don't know. We do not know. Yeah, but it's just things well, are. Hopefully, pop- that's. Ugh. I know. I know. Hope you don't want to say. Hopefully, that's what it is because
1: it's both ways. It's like I hope. I don't. I hope it didn't happen to her because that's awful, awful. And then there's people on the loose. There's a child. Yada yada. Yeah. But if it's the opposite and she's making it up, then that's awful, too. That's, right. Suck. I don't know.
0: Man. Man, there's some weird stuff going on lately. It's like the wacky we had about faking
1: your own. I mean, yes. we were laughing about that. Like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But, like, if there's
0: – It's look, not it's funny. Not,
1: it's, it's not funny. And if there's a nationwide search looking out for you
0: – And your parents and her, she had a boyfriend. I could not imagine as a mother. No. Awful. Awful. Mm-mm. Anyways, yeah, I don't know if we're just more aware of all the weird shit going on lately, but it really kind of makes you, like, not want to help anyone. I mean, if you have never listened to the podcast, Let's Not Meet, have you ever listened to it? Oh, yeah, I listen to that all of it. So do I. They talk about stories like this all the time where they stop to help somebody or somebody comes up asking for help on the highway or the side of the road that has to be one of the scariest things I would think to encounter is to be driving along and you see something at night. I'm not stopping. Sorry, I'm not stopping. Oh, no, man. I'll call the police. But I can't help. I you. won't either.
1: I can't help. I'm you. not a stopper. I'm sorry.
0: Anyways, I'm
1: um, the same way. I'll call the police, but I'm not. I'm, gonna I'm not going to stop no. because of all these things.
0: Yes. Well, you can't stop now because you're pregnant.
1: My mother-in-law, man, she's proud. I'm not going to say all the times, but she's picked up a lot of people on the side of the road when she's by herself. Uh -uh. She believes in the good of humans. And my sister-in-law, not the one that listens to this, obviously, because she wouldn't be. um, My sister-in-law's done it while she was alone, and the guy was carrying a hammer on the side of the road. Oh, Jesus. And she – I cannot. We need – I cannot. And I kind of envy that where it's like I'm not that person that just trusts – that someone's not gonna murder me. I assume they're gonna murder me.
0: Always. Like there's
1: something sweet about that, but at the same time I'm like, you cannot do that. You no. You cannot do you that. You can't. You can't. We're gonna get killed. I know it's worked out in the past.
0: It just takes one time. Oh, that's
1: it. It's
2: mm-mm.
0: Anyways.
1: I'm curious to see what happens yeah, because we'll
0: see. every what's day What's going
1: on? Maybe it's a mental break. Could be. Maybe who knows?
0: It's very sad either way.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, on the bright side, we have a couple of new patrons. We awesome. had a dry spell. We did have a dry
0: spell. I'm sick of y'all. And
1: <laughs> well, this is even more exciting. Well... It's a guy. At least I think so. Jacob H from Alabama. Very cool. Thanks for joining, Jacob. Sorry,
0: we just dogged out somebody from Alabama. Well, sorry, it's not
1: personal, and I'm glad my pregnancy chatter about all my problems has not deterred you. He's the
0: one and only. I'm like, oh
1: my god, a dude is here, willing to listen to more.
0: Very, very cool. Thanks.
1: Thank you. And we have Lexi from Massachusetts.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Lexi. Welcome, welcome. Very exciting.
1: And we'll mail you guys some stickers and get your pins on our map ASAP. They're not there yet. So now Alabama will have a friend. There'll be two Alabamans on our map.
0: Two two Alabamans. I know some people in Alabama. I'm going to need y'all to join our patrons. (laughs) Join our
1: patron. We just had a fun episode. Well, I'm not going to say fun. About resort. Nightmares. Nightmares. I'm like, I'm going to say disasters. But it's interesting. We have fun facts on those. Places not to go and ways to stay safe. Tips. And we have another one One, coming next month. Every month. Month month. after month we give you an episode. Keep coming back. So I'm delirious. What else you got?
0: Thoughts on the Miranda Lambert selfie gate. Did you see that? I did. And? And I'm
1: not going to lie. I haven't like fully watched the videos and stuff, but I'm going to say this.
0: I'm going to need you to get your life together.
1: I paid a lot of money, I'm not going to specify how much, to get Taylor Swift tickets, and I wasn't near as close as these girls were. If I was that close to Taylor Swift, I would absolutely have gotten that picture. I'm
0: just saying. I'm going to play the devil's advocate here because I
1: am a huge Miranda Lambert. No, no.
0: I watched other videos. I, I suggest you do that. Yeah. From other concert goers that Mm -hmm. took videos of how these women, these weren't girls, these were grown Mm -hmm. ass women, were behaving. They were up front and this went on for a while. I'm not saying it went on for 10 minutes, but it wasn't just we're going to take one selfie. It was multiple, multiple flash. Miranda Lambert's right behind them trying to sing and you are... Six people. Why were
1: they using a flash? I mean,
0: so from maybe what I gather, the lighting they said because one of them released a statement was like, "Well, we had to do it when it started because the lighting was off. They wanted her behind them."
1: Yeah. Well, I saw the I saw the photo like how she's in there, and that's cute. It is cute, but the flashing
0: also don't use flash. You're being disrespectful to her, and I'm just going to say this. Also, I get that you paid the money, and you have just as much right to take a picture. They're up there, essentially to entertain you. I get that. However, so did all those other people that are around you. Yeah, and you're disturbing them too, and it's obnoxious and it's entitlement and it fucking irritates me. Since we are both public speakers now, Lacey, (laughs) I wouldn't go. No, how would you have felt? I'm just saying, not that we're anywhere near Miranda Lambert. I'm like, oh my god, (laughs) if we were up there doing our, we we talked about a whole case. We're up there talking if there was a group of women in the front that kept snapping pictures while we're trying to talk to the other. I'd probably be annoyed. Of course. I would I would pull a Miranda. You know me. I would have stopped and been like, Are you finished? Can we go on?
1: To be a devil's advocate to the devil's advocate. Oh. I will say though, like at concerts, everyone's taking photos like the whole freaking time. And I will say, I don't think you should use flashes. That's Maybe once for anything, but right. don't keep doing flashes. Right. my eyes are sensitive. Oh God, I'm just saying. <laughs> like Taylor wasn't spitting out lasers, you know. But I'm taking photos to everyone around. We're taking TikToks and videos, like singing and all that. But I will agree that when you're right in front of her, you're in the very you're front. C- crowds, you're yes. corralling people. You're using flash. Like, f- I think the flash being on was a big problem. Even if the flash wouldn't have been That probably on. got her attention. Like, that helped get her attention, it, probably. It I don't know. It was just
0: – it was disrespectful. I, I agree with her. I can see why they were like, well, we can take pictures if we want to. I get that, too. But you're also being disrespectful to her.
1: Do it quickly and be done. Do it quickly That's and be done. That's my thing. You can take yourself selfies. Take your picture. But do it quickly. Be done. Don't use flash.
0: This is not a crime, by the way. We just no, wanted not. to throw it, throw it in there. So – On speaking of concerts, I'm going to see Shania Twain tomorrow night. That's exciting. I know we're going to have heat strokes. Hopefully not. It's in Dallas. It's don't impress me much. Me either. It's outside. (laughs) Ugh! It's 103 degrees there tomorrow. She's going to melt. I'm going to fucking melt. I'll tell you what. I won't be taking any selfies. Aren't you going to see Dixie Chicks this weekend too? Yeah, I'm
1: going to see the Chicks at whatever oh, the stadium is they The Chicks. Yeah, I'm they've, sorry. they've renamed it. Oh, whoops. But um, they're going to be at the whatever the stadium's called now inside. Don't. One of those banks. Don't
0: be in the front.
1: I'm not. I don't know where I am. My okay. friend bought the tickets. At least
0: it's air conditioning.
1: Oh, thank God. I would. This pregnant body could not be outside. I'd be real mad I'd be like, okay, I, nope.
0: I literally want to wear seashells over my nipples and a panty liner. <laughs> it's going to be that hot. I heard, yeah. Ew, (laughs) nobody wants to see that. Too hot. Too. You're not going to
1: wear the the red leather to match that music video.
0: Absolutely not. But you know, we're going to spend the weekend in Dallas. That's so fun. They have a meow wolf there now. I heard. I want to go. But you remember our friend that went to Vegas with this is going. Uh-huh. And he commented in the group and he was like. want to go to Dallas. Mia no. Meow Wolf. He's like, I didn't like the one in Vegas. It wasn't my, it wasn't wait, my wait, thing. He didn't like it? He didn't think much. I'm like, girl, you made us take 92 pictures of you. That's news to me. It was news to me, I too.
1: everyone liked it. I loved I it.
0: I'm, I may end up going to this one by
1: myself. If you've gone to the Dallas, meow it just Wolf, opened. tell us about it.
0: Literally just open on like the 14th. It's
1: fun. Oh, my. Samuel's aunt and uncle uh, told me that they went to the one in Vegas. Did I already talk about this? Mm-mm. I I told them they should go. Sure. They'd like it, and they did. They had a good time. It's and really they're in their fifties. They had a great time.
0: I will definitely be taking Max, and it's not in Dallas. It's in Grapevine, but you know, it's all it's, it's you adjacent. Know. But I'll be taking Max. I think it's really fun. Yeah, meow was is fun. So what else? Uh, Shark Week is coming up.
1: Yeah, I talk about that a bit in my wacky. Uh, do you? Kind of.
0: July 23rd. They need a tornado week. Ugh. Or like a natural disaster week.
1: They probably have one. It's just not as popular.
0: But know. that's probably not what I need to watch before we go to the beach. Don't in do two it. Weeks. Don't do it. I don't get deep enough for a shark to get me first of all.
1: I don't really either. I'm a waiter.
0: I'm a waiter. I'm a nothing below the knee. Or nothing above the knee.
1: I'll go like waist deepish and I'll kind of sit in the sand, but I'm not swimming. <sighs>
0: well- my waist is your knee. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: crab walk in the water. No, you know, least... look for shell. I'm a beachcomber. I like looking at the sand. So.
0: Well, my problem is my kid wants to go and swim like he's in a pool.
1: Mm-hmm. And Samuel's a swimmer. Don't, don't makes me nervous. Do that.
0: I want. I don't want to be the drag mom that's standing there mm-hmm. screaming the entire time. But I turn into her. Yeah. Because
1: I will too. I'm predicting that my son will be a dolphin like his father, and I'm gonna have to be like, do not go that deep. Don't there get sh- too
0: far, sharks. S word waves. I don't want to scar them. Riptides. Riptides. Thank yeah. you. I, I, don't get too far. Mm-hmm. It makes look. Like my hands are sweating, or maybe it's just the fucking heat. But it makes I'm, me nervous. Every Ew. part of my body is sweating. <laughs> so um, this is the two panty day. <laughs> <laughs> maybe
1: three. I was thinking earlier. I'm like. Man, all my bras, usually w- women, we re-wear bras if you're a dude and don't know. You know what I mean? We, usually, but not talk, now.
0: We talked about that one day at work. The women, the nurses that I work Ugh. with are like, do you wash your bra? Do you have like – like I have like a, a nude color bra.
1: Yeah and you then have to i have wear with certain shirts yeah, and then i have like same. colored
0: bras mm-hmm. but i do have two favorite bras mm-hmm. and i like to alternate them and just hang them on my bathroom door yeah
1: i mean if you're not sweaty it's not a big deal it's to me i mean no. i think every woman everyone i think every woman will rewear a bra before washing unless you're in this hell hole no which is i'm washing these bras every damn day i'm no. wearing two
0: bras a day yeah it's not it's not getting reworn oh it's bad this is bad anyways
1: Sorry, Jacob from (laughs) Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.